I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to this episode of the Autism Everyday podcast. If you missed out on season 1, then we strongly recommend you catch up on all the goodness. Just a little heads up for those of you tuning in only now. Geeta and I are both certified behavior analysts. We run Weekan, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course, ASD. This podcast is different in that we're recording from different locations thanks to the pandemic. One of us got slightly sick and we are taking every precaution to stay safe and maintain social distancing. But while we do that, we don't want the current scenario to get in the way of sharing information with you guys. So the show must go on. Absolutely. Um so today we're going to be talking a little bit more about parenting. I know this has been spoken about a lot right including in our earlier podcast um but how much is too much bringing up a child with autism is our focus and when we say that we have a question to ask you whose child is it anyway bringing up a child any child is a mixed bundle of joy happiness pride stress fear and anxiety to name a few emotions i mean we've all been through this sickness hospitalization you know um, development is my child doing this can he read can he write so on and so forth it's never all like black and white the parent is given the task of caring for and bringing up this little person the parent is foisted with the responsibility of making choices for this little person and choices that can have a very far reaching impact on the life of that little person everything from judgment of what behaviors are acceptable what are not what the child should eat how much he can cry before his needs are met which school should he go to even who he is friends with right we are involved in it at every step of the way and each of these choices have an impact on the child both long term and short term and parenting the phrase itself denotes caring for the child implying that it's a joint responsibility of both partners in more ways than one in the cultural context of where we live gender roles are unfortunately assigned and very very deeply entrenched you're right much as we may like to believe that men and women and trans people are equal there are some aspects of life where this equality is rather symbolic and sometimes it can be a myth in the movies of the 70s and the 80s there used to be these famous dialogues the hero would have done something like and bear with me this is you know the typical bollywood movie <laughs> the hero would have done something like falling in love with a girl and when the family finds out the dad will point this quivering finger at the mother <laughs> and what will he say look what your son has done i mean to put it in hindi dekho tumhare bete ne kya kar diya and in tamil it will say on paiya enna pannina patiya so this is like across across uh, our culture yeah and it will be like the father will accuse the mother of you have spoiled him and now look what happened our family name is all but gone so there would also be scenes in the same movies where the son would do something amazing like you know pass college 
or marry the girl his family wants him to do and there you would have the dad saying after all whose son is he mine so this kind of best explains the indian mindset to parenting i'm not sure how it is portrayed in movies now or maybe movies don't talk about this anymore but i've certainly seen a lot of this in serials i know because my mother watches a lot of serials and i have seen this um this scenario come up even now fairly often so fathers of earlier generations um in india were those distant figures who commanded respect would brook no discussion i mean you could never go and approach your dad and talk to him yes there were those rare guys they were kind of dictatorial in some sense and barely knew which grade the child was in uh while things have changed to an extent and dads take part in more activities connected with home and the children there's a lot more involvement but a larger part of the system is still rooted in tradition and gender roles are definitely have not changed a lot so let's look at parenting in the context of a child with autism is there any different the additional factor of autism and its impact on the child and the family changes everything for the family once you have a diagnosis the equilibrium is upset family roles change routines change and many things will probably never be the same again so let's dive a little bit into research on the topic of parenting family impact and in the context of uh, asd and autism Many studies have shown that families of children with ASD have less satisfying relationships amongst each other as a couple. More time is spent in caregiving the child both physically and emotionally. Then there are behavior challenges to be dealt with, therapies to take the child to. Uh, there is the grief of realizing that certain visions or dreams that you may have had for the child you know may no longer exist or may just follow a very different path. yeah that's true a very different path yeah it also results in role specialization with one parent sort of taking on the role of caregiving that true and yeah. the other one sort of focusing on employment i mean very often we've heard this um you know when we're in a consultation or we're talking to somebody we've heard them say no no so i will go to work and she will quit her job and she will take care of the child now we don't mean to generalize but we've noticed a lot of gender gender stereotypes where the man in the relationship has a career and the woman is is the homemaker except that her role extends beyond that of a homemaker and goes on to becoming the nourisher for the child emotionally and physically while the man in the relationship pretty much restricts his role to just being the provider yeah 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 well like you said swati well it's true that there there are people um you know exceptions to this rule so to speak uh oh, yeah. And, yeah but somewhere when it comes to crunch i think this is very deeply ingrained in us right so true yeah so when one person and usually the mother becomes the primary care caregiver for the child with autism this means a family spends less time together as a unit uh and less time is spent together as a partnership so the caregiving parent can often feel very tired and exhausted right it's it's a um, it's 24/7 24 by 7 job caring for a child um and a 2018 study found 
that given the limited time for interaction between parents of a child with ASD, whatever little time was available was used more for problem solving and not for sharing thoughts and feelings. So it never went into the emotional connect. It was more about, okay, how do we resolve this issue? What do we do next? That kind of thing. And there were also a lower number of positive couple interactions as compared to parents of typically developing children. So that being said, we would definitely like to emphasize that it is not uncommon to see an Indian father tell the mother of the child that taking care of the baby is her problem while he works and provides financially for the family. And this doesn't necessarily have to be restricted with children with ASD, right? We've seen it. We've heard it all the time. We have in our clinic quite often faced partners who strongly believe that bringing up the child is a woman's responsibility and the man needs to earn. And as somebody who's strongly against gender stereotypes, this is often very difficult to digest personally. Oh, yeah. This is I think this is very hard for us to take in. And on that note, here are some questions that we have. And we hope these questions get you thinking. First up. Why does the woman in a partnership need to serve chai or offer coffee to the guests? Why can't the man do that? And then why can't he be the one who actually goes and fixes that cup of coffee? Does this happen in your house? Something to think about. Why does the woman in the partnership have to be the one buying groceries? Why can't that be a shared chore? Or why can't that be anybody's chore? Why does there have to be a designated person who has to do that why is it that very often it's the woman who has to be the one to sidestep from her career to take care of the child and this is one we see very often why does the woman need to be blamed or held responsible for anything that the child does good or bad why does anybody in fact need to be held responsible for that if anything it's something that the child did right and not not the adult in the environment And here's another one we see very often. If your toddler's diaper is soiled, why is that the mother's job? Why can't the other partner, and if it is a male partner, then why can't the male partner have him cleaned up? Why is it that when mom takes one day out to go shopping, or let's say she gives herself a day at the spa, the father babysits in quotes the child. Now, I don't understand how a father can babysit his own child. I mean, you can babysit somebody else's child, but how does the father babysit his own child? Did he not contribute towards the process of making that child? Then if so, he needs to be playing his part in bringing that child up, which extends beyond physically providing, uh, financially, sorry, providing for the family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are many, uh, and the, uh, these are actually real um, uh, real situations that we've encountered in the course of our consultations and, and the real woes shared by some of the mothers of children with autism and the fact that they find themselves doing this chore of, you know, taking care of the family, taking, particularly taking care of that child day in and day out, one therapy to the other, one place to the other. and it's it's kind of endless thankless job and once in a way dad might might offer to babysit the child while she goes and does something and usually that something will not be for herself it would be a family wedding or something she has to go to so beyond beyond 
you know, financially providing for the family and all of that. In order to keep the relationship going between the partners, um, um, remember that it's so important to take time off to share thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and not just resolving issues of daily living. It's so important for the child and for the family that you be a cohesive group of individuals, not just living in close proximity, but being emotionally connected to each other. That is so, so critical. And believe me, the child senses it if things are not all right. Send us your experience. Does something we've said here resonate with you? Or did you simply disagree? You can us at wechallengeautism at gmail.com or DM us at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our blog, behaviorswag.com. More on this topic will be up on the blog shortly. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Stay safe and see you next time. And we're sorry, guys, if the audio quality wasn't the best. We're working on the tech bits, but we will return next time with a crystal clear audio episode.